Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me come watch for the moon. Underneath the mango tree. Hello and welcome to a special episode of James Bond and Friends. James Bond is on assignment this week, and I'm your fill-in host, Paul Atkinson from MI6 HQ and MI6 Confidential Magazine. Our uh, special mission debrief episodes take a deep dive into one subject with an expert, and this week I'm joined by Edward Bidoff author of the license to cookbook the cookbook all about james bond's food and diet hello edward how are you doing today uh hi yes uh, yeah hi, hi paul yes I'm, I'm doing very well thank you and uh, we're looking forward to talking talking about food that's excellent i uh, hope you're feeling hungry yes actually, yes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right well we'll we'll try to keep this quickly and so you can go and get some dinner or <laughs> i can i can uh, i can talk about food for for a for a, for a, for a long long uh, for a long time so that's fine <laughs> Very good. All right. So um, to get us started, could you tell us about how you got interested in Bond's diet and what sort of prompted you to write that book? Well, I mean, I've, I've always been uh, been uh, absolutely uh, really keen on food, really keen on cooking. I, I learned to cook as a, as a child. My, my mum was a very good cook and I learned uh, how to cook from her. And I suppose I've, I've I've spent a lot, lot of time in the kitchen. Of course, I, 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 I suppose after watching the um, when I was when I was very young, I perhaps caught a few Bond films in the uh, on, on on the TV screen and started to then started to to read the books. I suppose I was about twelve or thirteen. There was always food in in the in the books, and and I was absolutely um you know uh, some of these things I, I were quite familiar to me, but other things like uh, brizola from Dams Are Forever or shirred eggs from uh, even from Live and Let Die, they were, they were exotic, fascinating stuff, and I, I didn't quite know what they were. So so that so that aspect of the of the food has has has. Uh, has, has always fascinated me in reading the books, and far more recently, when I when I thought about writing a cookbook, I was what I wanted to do was to I mean I, I'm I'm uh, I wanted to bring together actually some of my research skills in, in my day job, if like I'm a, I'm an archaeologist and and I do research, and and actually food does come into my into my work because I am a, a Roman pottery specialist, and and part of, and pottery of course was used for food, so I'm always thinking about food in one way or the other, and so I wanted to apply some of my research skills, some of my uh, my um, archaeological skills, if you like, to the food of Bond, which meant doing a little bit more research on, on on the types of food that Bond eats, trying to reconstruct them. I mean, of course, as an archaeologist, I tried to reconstruct past societies, and in a way, I wanted to reconstruct Bond society. And uh, and and so I I thought about and so so the so slowly the the, the idea of the cookbook came uh, emerged, and I thought, well, let's um, let's let's try to reconstruct in a North Pedy authentic way the uh, typical food that Bond uh, Bond Bond eats. Mm, yes, because it's not just about reproducing what Fleming has said and what Fleming has written. It's much more about finding out what what recipes were relevant uh, at the time and what ingredients might have been used by people in the fifties and sixties when he was writing. What the the fads and the trends were. Yes, uh, right? Yes, I, I um, when I was preparing the cookbook, I tracked down um, uh, cookbooks and uh, and uh, menus that uh, dated to the um to the time to the to the fifties and sixties and. Um, and 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 that was that, that that formed the basis of the of the of the of the recipe that, that I then concocted. I have I have changed. I haven't. I have tried to bring my own my own sort of style, my own my own spin on some of these recipes. And and of course, I've modernised them with um, with modern um, uh, in terms of measurements or or the or instructions for the cooking or, or you know in the oven, for instance. But yes, I wanted I wanted that. I tried to get that that authentic flavour, if you like, and that, that meant. Um, Back to the, the how 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 the, the food mm. was prepared, to some extent. 
And well, I mean, I hope I've succeeded, and and I and I've I've tried to uh, continue that in in a lot, lot of the food I prepare anyway. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to if you like eat, eat like Bond, uh, you know, at least once a week. So, so yes, <laughs> very good. So I guess maybe set the scene for the listener and for myself about sort of some of the some of the foods that he enjoys. What you found remarkable or interesting, perhaps about his diet for me, and then we'll get into some specifics. So, um, in in some ways, the um, Bond's food, Bond's diet, is both familiar and unfamiliar. And of course, we have to remember that in writing that in the um, when the books published in the 1950s, um, it was um, um, uh, it, when Casino Royale was published in 1953. Rationing in in Britain had uh, had just come to an end. Up to that time, after well, since uh, between the Second World War and uh, and and uh, and 1953, a lot of ingredients that 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 that, that Bond would eat that would we come to associate with Bond just weren't weren't uh, available very, uh, in 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 any quantity. Eggs, for instance, had they they were derationed in 1953. So you know, anyone reading the the Bond books and uh, reading Bond's absolute massive consumption of eggs would have been totally aghast. I was sort of thinking, oh, you know, what is Bond doing? And and might have been envious, might have been a little, little bit jealous, really, of the fact that Bond could eat eat this 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 food that was He's certainly making up for lost time. Making up for lost time. Uh, he um, he eats things which were un, uh, which would have been again unfamiliar to, to the, the reader at the time, but today are is completely uh, familiar to us, and we eat it all the time. Um, a classic case being avocados um, in the um, in the early in the early fifties. Avocados were only just being introduced into uh, supermarkets and in, in the UK, and and uh, and uh, shoppers just didn't know what to do with avocados. They were called avocado pears because they looked a little, a little bit like you know the standard pear, and consequently people tried to eat them as if they were uh, a dessert fruit. Uh, we know from uh, we know from um, mm. uh, uh, archives uh, held, for instance, here in uh, the uh, supermarket Marks and Spencers, which uh, is credited with popularising avocados, that that people. Um, would um, try to eat them with uh, with custard. They you know, they just pour custard over over av- avocados, or perhaps stew them, or bake or bake them <laughs> in a pie. And of course, when you read Casino Royale, you're not uh, actually sure Bond doesn't necessarily get it completely right because he has an avocado with with French dressing at the end of the meal, and 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 that in a way that's fine because it's uh, a, a savoury aspect of the of the meal. But but normally we we, we perhaps eat them at the start of a meal or or, or during a meal. Or, and of course, these days we uh, people go. On, uh, we're, we all, everyone's a fan of uh, of smashed avocado on toast. But yeah, so it um, so that was a complete mystery. So so uh, over time, Bond's diet has become more uh, familiar to us. It's become uh, more accessible. Uh, but but you know, in in when the books published, it was one of these things like the uh, the travel, like the, the uh, uh, exotic locations. It was something that uh, the food added to the to the mystique of the of the Bond books. Yeah, the mystery of the of the story. I was just thinking about the avocado thing because I was like, I have such a savoury tooth that oh, yes. avocado. I always joke is like my favourite fruit because it's not sweet at all. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and you know, you frequently right, go yes. for the cheese course after, yes. uh, as as dessert instead of instead of something sweet. And so, you know, maybe he was a little bit confused at the time. Maybe he was just a little bit, you yes, know, well, ahead of right. his time at, yeah. at some at some point. And I can understand that. You know, you've got to mm. experiment. I I can't imagine it being avocado being thrown into a you know like a bread and butter pudding no. or. <laughs> Some kind of fruit bake that that would be disastrous. Yes, yes, I think it would. But um, although, of course, people do um, do strange things with food even now. But I mean, but I think Bond. I think Bond has. I think he's he's more of the, on the savoury uh, side of the spectrum 
of tastes and uh, of course he, he does have sweet stuff uh, occasionally but in Doctor No he has uh, Angels on Horseback which is bacon wrapped around um, uh, oysters and, and that's to finish the meal and of course uh, M um, himself has 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 a savoury aspect to, to his taste because the meal and blades he has in Moonraker M has a has a, a marrowbone following his his bowl of story, uh, stories so i think uh, this um what we actually what we're seeing also is uh, is a change in in eating habits and generally speaking okay the the, the cheese courses are so to some extent the, the routine of the of the of the of the, of the dinner treating the bond books as a as historical documents we see that um perhaps in the past when when people did have that savory course at the end of the meal that that's that's that that's that's tended to disappear yeah, no, no, I was just looking through the book and looking at the dessert options and what three of them, two of them are, uh, are or what you probably think of as savoury, like you said, the angels, angels on horseback. And a, a cheese souffle is more like in, in today's yes, world, you know, yeah. maybe an entree. Indeed. Yeah, maybe we can uh, move on and you can tell me something about some of the more unusual things. What is what has not stood the test of time sort of been normalised over the well, last few um, decades? That's not so much what um, hasn't been normalised, but how, how the... How, um, how Bond eats the food. Of course, we've spoken about avocados. He, uh, one of the most, I suppose, if you feel to say what's the most unusual thing that uh, that Bond eats to the modern, to modernise, to modern readers, it might be something as uh, ordinary as uh, cornflakes, which uh, which Bond has. He has a bowl of cornflakes for breakfast in uh, in Lemon Night Die, but he has it with cream. Wow. And I tried that some um, some time ago, and I just couldn't couldn't get past even the even the first um, spoonful. But and, wow, and that, yeah. yeah, it's impossible to eat. <laughs> I sort of defy anyone to eat a bowl of cornflakes with cream. I was doing a bit of research on on this, and and I found an advert dating back to the. Um, 1930s actually and uh, a newspaper advert and it was for uh, the cereal grape nuts uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with grape nuts they uh, I, I, I used to like them when i was a when i was a child and they're they're these um really pellet like cereal and it's quite a small box and um and um and the this advert recommended that you eat these uh, grape nuts with with uh, with cream when i ate I ate this cereal when i was uh, when i was a child i'd i'd, I'd never have it with cream you know, just have it with ordinary milk. So again, perhaps we're seeing another another change in, in dietary habit when perhaps in the past when you know people just put cream on lots of things. I don't know, but but yes, it's uh, it's um, very difficult to eat. Maybe it was the swing from having this austerity and not mm. having very much. You know, the things that were limited and, and rationed. As soon as they were not not rationed anymore, they were consumed in vast mm. quantities in yes. order to in order to make up for the, the as I said earlier the yes. lost yeah, uh, right, time yes. or something like yeah. that. But maybe just just I've been really craving, you know, cream in mm. my tea or something like mm. that. Cream mm. in my coffee, sorry. And now I'm going to make up for it by putting cream in my cornflakes. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, uh, I do. Um, yes, I mean, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it in any in any way. No. Well, I mean, the other speculative kind of thought I had was like, well, what's the, you know, if Ian Fleming's thinking about, you know, his hero who's a bit of a gourmet, maybe in, interested in eating the finer things in life. Like, what's the most, what's the most elaborate way we can do cornflakes? I think, I think, I think there's, uh, there's, uh, there's an element of that. The Bond deserves the, the best of everything, the, 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 the best equipment, the best car, the best clothes, and, and the best food. So, of course, you, you, you can't just have milk. You need, you need something that, that screams luxury. And uh, even if it doesn't quite work, so so yeah, I think it may be something in that. <laughs> They're the very Marie Antoinette yes, of them. Yes, indeed. No, I think we sort of stumbled on with one of the questions that I had thought to ask you, which was from paging through the book. There seems to be a lot of rich sauces and mm. cream in the in the recipes. Mm. Do you think this was typical of the era? I mean, we sort of started to talk a little bit about that, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on what your 
opinion is on that or whether that's mm. something that comes from Fleming's tastes mm. and personality. Yeah, well, yes, I mean, there, there is a lot of uh, creamy, uh, rich dishes. And, you know, there's um, various uh, chicken dishes that are smothered in cream. There are creamy sort of uh, rich dish, uh, dishes define a whole style at, uh, in uh, on the Majesty's Secret Service, the uh, Pitts Gloria style of food, which is um, eggs or um, chicken or whatever, it seems to be smothered in a in a, in, a, in a cream and mustard sauce. I think this um, um, stems from the fact that Ian Fleming was a francophile. He uh, travelled to France, you know, um, on numerous occasions. I think possibly even every every year he uh, drove through France. So the and the French certainly at the time the, the typical French food has been very rich very sauce heavy and i think i think this is reflect in, in bond books fleming would have um, stopped at these rest, uh, you know, eaten at uh, a lot of restaurants in france and that's the food he would have seen seen or would have would have ordered and of course he, he put those um, he put those dishes in his um, in the in the bond books uh, i think this is uh, yeah i think it's particularly does seem a this sort of rich food is uh, quite a uh, Northern European thing, yeah, said France, but also uh, Germany, to, uh, uh, Austria. I think uh, Fleming touches on on some of the food from those uh, countries, where, where again they're quite uh, they're quite they're quite rich. I mean, for instance, in Berlin, in um, Living Daylights, Bond eats uh, herrings again in a in a bit of creamy sauce. So um, so yes, it's um, I think this this reflects uh, traditional cooking at the at the time. In those, in those in those locations, when he's when he's abroad, though, he uh, perhaps it's uh, it's it less um, creamy. The the food um, uh, changes to something something else, which uh, we'll we'll touch on later on. But yeah, I mean it. Uh, <clears throat> I mean today's. Uh, I mean I've travelled through France a lot myself. I, I get the impression that the uh, that, that the that the um, that the the food is is changing as well. And uh, and so perhaps if um, if another author took up the uh, the reins of uh, Fleming and, and and wrote another Bond Bond book, but based uh, but set in the in the in the modern in the modern age, I think his uh, his uh, diet would be uh, a little different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you recently took a trip through France and followed yes. Goldfinger's route. Yes. A slight digression here, but we'll see where it goes. Um, what what did you what did you eat and enjoy on your trip? Yes, I I did try to um uh, follow not only the route but also the uh, Pond's experiences. So I I drove from um I, I took the um I, I mapped out the route that Bond takes between um Latuke and uh, Geneva. And I stopped at well, I stopped where he stopped, ate uh, ate what he ate. I I managed to find. So I, um, I had at one point Bond has um, a Dover sole, and I managed to find a, a fish restaurant that had that. In uh, uh, Macon, uh, Bond uh, asks uh, Martin to uh, to buy some um, uh, six inches of Macon sausage, or is it eight inches? I'm not I can't remember. And a bottle of wine and some bread. So I I managed to find uh, find a shop that sold you know, that sold those. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was fun. Yes, I I I I more or less managed to uh, managed to do what Bond does, except of course I didn't have a uh, I wasn't driving an Aston Martin, unfortunately. But uh, you can't have anything. Of, I mean, <laughs> again, I suppose that's 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 what why I enjoy. But I enjoyed doing the cooking because I can't I can't uh, I can't drive an Aston Martin. I can't um, you know I'm 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 not this uh, sort of super spy who gets to really gets to do really exciting things and ha- has brilliant adventures. I but one thing I can do. Is is eat like Bond? But, uh, yeah, so I, I managed to achieve that. Well done. It sounds yeah, and it also sounds like a pleasant part of the countryside to be to be meandering through. And you, I think you noted in the article that you uh, published in the recent MI6 Confidential small plug. Bond seemed to be driving at an impossible pace, and I hope you were taking it easy and enjoying yes, yourself. Well, that was, uh, yes, uh, I mean either there was absolutely no traffic on the roads when uh, when when Bond was driving, uh, and there certainly wouldn't have been uh, roundabouts or. Uh, traffic lights and there would have been less traffic certainly and bond 
in in other adventures does um whether he's driving an aston or a, or a bentley he reaches speeds of 100 miles an hour so i think uh possibly you could you could you, you might best do it do it but there was a but there was a stretch where i think between um uh, Lutuke and uh abbeville that he achieves uh, in 15 minutes when when even uh, even on the motorway uh it would have taken a good half hour or so i i'm i'm, I'm very impressed by uh, by bond's driving as well as he's eating. <laughs> yes, I mean you work up a healthy appetite when you when you you know handling a car that fast. Well, that's right. Yes, yes. Well, yes, indeed. I mean, if um, if uh, yeah, you'd, uh, you'd you'd have to have uh, some sort of uh, have a lot of energy, I think. So the other little digression I wanted to take you on, and then I promise we'll come back to food and some of the questions that I had prepared was I noticed you you said you know inflaming as a francophile, and I don't know if that caught me by surprise. I just never really thought about it in that particular way. What seemed remarkable about that is that probably not a lot of his peers in that era were, you know, so there seems to be a general sort of British disdain for the Mm. French and French culture and, you know, a lot of derision, particularly after the Second World War. Do you have any thoughts about his his appreciation for the French food and culture uh, in in that wider context? Well, yes. Am I being... being, Disingenuous uh, no, to you know fifties no. fifties Britain. <laughs> no, well, I think I think um, Fleming um, lived in 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 a level of society that uh, could afford to go places, uh, stay in top hotels, and I mean France was. I mean, even if you know, I suppose uh, historically Britain and France have had a sort of you know, I suppose good good na- good natured rivalry, and, and that continues today. And I suppose simply being France being one of uh, Britain's closest neighbours, then then it's always going to be one of the uh, the most popular tourist destinations but but in uh, in fifties britain people, not a lot of people actually did go abroad even to france in uh, in fleming's world they did they could they could afford it and uh, usually to uh, to drive all the way down to the south of france where, where you know fleming's acquaintances or friends would have homes uh, on the in the on the, on the french uh, uh, riviera so so really when when fleming's in france he's he's uh, we, we know from from the letters uh, from letters between uh, the the uh, know from the letters of anne fleming his his wife that that uh, ian and anne Travelled through France, probably to the south, on an almost um, annual basis. So, th- so they would have been very familiar uh, familiar with with France. Sean right in saying that Ian Fleming was was pretty fluent in French uh, as well as German. I mean, there's, there's, there's uh, in one of the letters that Anne Fleming writes. It's, it's an interesting in, uh, interesting insight. Uh, she uh, she talks about how they'd uh, just uh, flown over to uh, Le Touquet on the uh, air ferry, which of course James Bond takes in Goldfinger, uh, touches down in um, Le Touquet. And then the first thing that Fleming does is to find a restaurant or a cafe and order an omelette. And you know this is a little snack before then, I suppose, starting on the main business of driving down down into uh, towards the south um, or into uh, indeed into Switzerland, as Fleming did as well. Fleming gave uh, Bond that sort of similar experience. I'm sure the route that Bond takes in Goldfinger is the route that that Fleming himself took on numerous occasions, um, probably going to Switzerland. But that one thing that uh, we'll talk about eggs later, but one thing that uh, Fleming doesn't give Bond is omelettes. And certainly, certainly Bond doesn't stop at uh, uh, after getting off at Le, uh, Le and uh, flying to Le Touquet, He uh, Bond doesn't go and get an omelette. I don't think I've, I've, I've I'm <laughs> just trying to check this, but I don't think Bond ever ever, ever eats an omelette, uh, which is unusual because actually Fleming ate quite a lot of, quite a lot of omelettes, and he uh, Fleming liked his omelettes uh, very runny. But uh, but yeah, so I think simply because he, whether Fleming was going to Switzerland or down to the down to the French Riviera or even further into Italy, yeah, Fleming would have been stopping off a lot of places. He would have he would have been been very familiar with the roads and the 
and the and the and the culture of France, and of course this is reflected in them in the uh, in certain several of the Bond stories, which uh, which have uh, France as the uh, location. Mm, absolutely, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just didn't think about describing him as a francophile, and it was just sort of like, a, oh yeah, I suppose that's 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 totally right. It's just never I never thought about it in that particular way. So I guess sort of the maybe the summary point from the him being a, not a product of his time is that he'd had the luxury to to visit these places and, and travel amongst them and to get to learn the culture and the society and so on and grow an appreciation for it, where so many British people of this day wouldn't have had that opportunity because they just wouldn't yeah, have gone yes. on international yeah. holidays or any like. Of time. Yes. Um, should we move on to talk about eggs? Seeing as you brought that up, um, they mm. seem to be a staple of all of Bond's meals, and mm. um, uh, you know, a staple of the cookbook indeed. Tell us about some of the variety he has his eggs, and what's his what's his favourite way of cooking yes, them. I mean, eggs. I mean, eggs is is, is to Bond what uh, you know spinach is to Popeye. Uh, you know, he does seem to derive his strength from it. <laughs> we don't have to uh, flick through many pages of of any Bond Bond book before he tucks into another. Egg-based uh, dish, and apart from omelets, uh, Bond has he has um, poached eggs, he has fried eggs, he has boiled eggs, he has scrambled eggs, of course, um, and uh, of course eggs used in all sorts of sauces. So he might have eggs for breakfast. He will have perhaps uh, eggs in some sort of sauce later on. So so yeah, throughout the day, and of course he has scrambled eggs. It's not just for breakfast, but we'll have it as a, as food throughout the day as well. Uh, we'd probably if 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 um, if anyone was asked if one of the books would ask which is uh, Bond's favourite way of eating eggs, then we'd probably say scrambled eggs. And and in terms of I suppose in terms of the uh, the number of times that scrambled eggs are mentioned, then I'm sure that's correct. But actually, the um, there's a there's a there's an interesting clue in um, in um, on the Majesty's Secret Service where he um, where Bond says well. When he's at home, he virtually lives off eggs on cocotte. Uh, I uh, baked eggs, so so um, I mean, I, I'm, of course, we're never quite sure how long he's uh, he he's at home between missions. But it seems that rather than scrambled eggs at home, he will have baked eggs, and um, so so possibly, actually, it's um, eggs on cocotte or shirred eggs, as they're called in *Live and Let Die*. Uh, perhaps those are his uh, his uh, favourite way of uh, eating eggs. But um, but he certainly eats scrambled eggs a lot. Yeah, I'll, 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 uh, I won't uh, deny that. Um, so we can all eat like Bond just about every day. <laughs> well, we could, we could do yes, yes. I mean, um, he has a uh, Bond has in uh, from Russia love. He talks about his um, his breakfast and uh, he has a boiled egg. It's a, you know, it's a single boiled egg. I break with the Bond law and um, have two boiled eggs. I'm afraid when I have boiled eggs, there is something and um, uh, slight. So yeah, I'm, I'm not that. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, not a huge coffee drinker. I do eat coffee, but I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I'm more of a tea drinker. And of course, Bond. In the, we know from the books that Bond uh, doesn't drink tea. He, uh, you know, he calls calls tea a cup of mud. Uh, and that's one one aspect I do uh, I do diverge from uh, from Bond uh, quite a bit. So. Fair enough. I mean, you know, I was just going to say with the with the two boiled eggs, it's hardly excessive, is it? I mean, yeah. he has three he, three eggs in his scrambles. You you can't judge him mm. for having two boiled eggs. I was just going to ask: Is that, from my memory at least, that's the only real detailed description of making food that Fleming offers in his books, right? Like his recipe for scrambled eggs and yes. 007 in New York. Yeah, that's right. Yes, there's. Um, Are there well, any other incidences of description? Describing the making of food. Uh, yes, I mean in in the, the Living Daylights, we're told that Bond brews up a plate of scrambled eggs, so we know he cooked scrambled eggs there. Of course, you, men- you mentioned the the, uh, the recipe for scrambled eggs uh, in Double Seven in New York. Now that's quite an interesting uh, interesting recipe because um, the well, I mean, well the recipe itself is fairly uh, it's fairly standard. There's actually a lot of butter in that. Uh, if it's not cream, it's butter. 
uh, and uh, and of course Butterworths uh, would have been another one, <laughs> one, another one, another one of these things which would have been in short supply during the war and, and after the Second World War, and and of course you know Bond has a lot of butter, so that would have been amazing. The recipe itself is I found the origin of that recipe because it's it's uh, it's in Double Seven in New York, but also it's it's slight there's slight differences, but it's described as well in a celebrity cookbook that Ian Fleming contributed to. That was a, a few years before, before the New York was published. Even before that, so already he was thinking, you know, he was, he was thinking about, uh, about that scrambled eggs recipe before. Ian Fleming talks about that recipe again in, in uh, 19, in the, uh, in, well, certainly in the 1950s, in his um, column in the, that Ian Fleming wrote for the Sunday Times between 1953 and 1956, the the the, the end date of when Ian stops writing, stopped writing the Atticus column in sometimes is a little, little bit woolly it seems. But um, um, he in one of his uh, one of his uh, columns he um, he talks about a um, he talks about a scrambled eggs recipe that's been con- concocted by a chef of the Mayfair Hotel in London. Um, the the recipe is uh, when you compare it uh, uh, in the Atticus column. Fleming describes the recipe, and when you compare it with Double Seven in New York, it's practically the same. Ian Fleming was a, um, I suppose, to put it, uh, you know, you know, uh, to the most kindly I can, a sort of literary magpie. Uh, he he uh, he uh, took ideas, sometimes more than ideas, and put, <laughs> put them in his, in his in his books. Scrambled Eggs, James Bond is is one of those. It's uh, it wasn't Fleming's it wasn't Fleming's um, venture. Put it kindly, he poached a scrambled eggs recipe. Oh, yes, so, very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was very proud, proud of that. Um, <laughs> That's very good. Uh, so, so Fleming gives Bond some of his own, well, many of his own tastes in many respects, and that's you know sort of everything from clothing to cars to mm. gambling to you know holiday destinations. Mm. Um, most of the opinions expressed by Bond are, or the tastes expressed by Bond are Fleming's. But mm. are there any places that you think that Bond and Fleming diverge in terms of food? Um, I th- I was- the answer might be not. Yeah, I think the answer is no. I, apart from what I've mentioned before, is the is the omelets. But that that seems like a strange one because it's not. Um, there's no reason why Bond can't eat an omelet, but we don't hear hear of any of of any dislike of omelets. But uh, but yes, that was, that was the only one I can think of actually. I, I mean, there, there may be more, but um, I can't think of anything off, off the top of my head. But I mean, if um, you know, uh, if anyone listening to this and uh, has uh, you know can think of uh, of of food that uh, Fleming loves and Bond doesn't, or vice versa, then it's um, then, uh, then, then, yes, I'm, they can certainly get in touch with me, and I'll be interested to to be reminded of it. I suppose the um, when um, I think Ian Fleming when he was when he was at home, Ian Fleming didn't um, he didn't he didn't eat that uh, that well. I think I think he uh, uh, Fleming uh, Ian Fleming tended to just uh, just just have scrambled eggs or something like that um, when he was at home. He he didn't he didn't bother so much. For, uh, it was only really when he went and he ate in restaurants that. Uh, that he uh, he went to town a little bit more with with his, with 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 his uh, with his with his food and James Bond is a little bit like that. I was yes, I mean as I said on Magic Secret Service, it's the food he he eats. It seems on a fairly daily basis when he's at home in between missions is fairly simple. So again, that again that sort of tallies a little bit with the with the Fleming's um, habits. Yeah, it's hard to hard to find anything at uh, that where they diverge. Yes, that's that's an interesting one. I think uh, yeah, um, of course uh, Ian Fleming. Uh, Called Bond books his autobiography, and I think uh, I think I think with food that's uh, that, that's correct. Right, you know that's fair enough. Though. It was just a, a fleeting thought that came to me, given how consistent everything else is about his James Bond alter ego. 
you know, and I think you've written in other places as well that Bond food is not sort of universally posh, or Bond is mm. maybe not a gourmet, which is, I grant you, contrasting kind of an analogy I drew earlier. But what sort of the most humble or rustic or you know simple kind of foods he's he eats? Maybe let's say putting aside some of the simple egg dishes. What are some of the other examples of sort of simple? Well, this is where the simple uh, food. I mean, we've took, we've spoken about all the the rich food he has when he's in France or in. Um, uh, Switzerland to say, but when he's um, uh, when he's in uh, in in other uh, locations, um, perhaps uh, Bond tends to eat local, and so and when he Bond eats uh, local, uh, that that food tends to be a little bit uh, simpler. It tends to be you know what might, one might um, call uh, rustic peasant food, perhaps to some extent, and he's guided by his local contact. There's a big contrast with the films because in the films Bond knows about everything. He knows about all the food. He knows about um, you know uh, vintages, grapes, and uh, brandy and whatever. And uh, in the books, he does to some extent when he's in France or in, in back in uh, England. But in other places, America, for instance, or uh, of course in Turkey, he's um, he's he's on uh, he's he, he's on less sure he's less sure of himself, and he's 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 with he's happy to be guided. By his local contact, who uh, also serves as his cultural guide. So, of course, we in uh, Turkey when he in Istanbul in from Russia Love, he's with uh, Kerim Bey, and they're at a gypsy village. And uh, Bond eats mutton stew or some mutton ragu, which is um, um, I mean, I managed to uh, again I mean, in my cookbook, I managed to find a a, um, a recipe for mutton ragu that uh, that um, uh, Turkish recipe that 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 dated more or less to the time of the. Of the of the novel and yes, very very simple. It's basically just the just the mutton or or lamb if you can't get it. Mutton used to be very common and you could get it a lot in butchers, but you, but you but you just can't uh, buy it these days. And and so, um, but but yeah, so uh, lots of uh, meat, you know, sort of really sort of nice thick uh, sort of sauce in it, and um, and and onions to and perhaps a few more root vegetables um, to pad it out. Similarly, in in uh, Italy has. Um, uh, uh, Rizzico, he, he's uh, he's with Cristatus, of course. Turns out to be a, the villain of the piece, but but even in Italy, a Bond is looks quizzically at the uh, at the at the at the um, at the pesto sauce that goes with the with, with these tagliatelle, tagliatelle verdi, mm. and uh, and of course, uh, uh, reminds me, pesto is another one of these one of these things which which we you know you can buy it, buy it everywhere these days. It's it's very very common. But um, uh, when Bond was writing, um, it seems that well, Fleming was writing, it seems that uh, pesto was a little bit unusual. So, so yeah. So again, Bond is guided on that, and, and I suppose we could we we, we could we could include um, the, some of the food that Bond in this category, some of the, of the food that Bond eats in, in America with uh, accompanied by Felix Leiter, um, the hamburger, the uh, the fries. I suppose we we could. Uh, we call that um, you know eating local and 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 quite uh, quite um, yeah. food of the people if you like and uh, and um, and a bond is quite happy to uh, to, uh, to to tuck into into a burger that um, but you know there's you, you simply can't imagine a bond eating that in 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 France when you when when we're in England so I think uh, actually the the travel aspect aspect being in a different country actually gives bond if you like. License to eat ordinary food that, that perhaps he uh, perhaps he feels that he's uh, he can't eat when he's uh, when he's when he's when he's in a restaurant in uh, in in England or wherever. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've always admired about the Bond stories, and I think I've come to appreciate it more as I've gotten older. You know, initially it was the you know gadgets and guns and fun car chases and whatnot, but now I'm like, 
each of these films and books are a little bit of a travelogue, particularly something like You Only Live Twice, which is in my memory sort of quite meandering and quite you know easygoing and pensive. Uh, but it gives you an insight into the, the country and, and the culture and you know the state of things. And I guess the food is just one like really well in, in my life at least one really important element of uh, of seeing a place is eating its food. And so it makes total sense that you know somebody who's sort of like got that journalistic training like Fleming has he you know picks yes. up on these things and he just describes them in 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 detail enough that we yes, that's we right can so. imagine I mean, eating them and we can imagine the style you only live twice is a very good good example of the of, of eating local but also the the contrast between quite exotic and the quite ordinary um and of course in um you only live twice see the, i suppose the most unusual thing thing there would be the uh, live uh, lobster that bond eats and has raw raw octopus and they, these are these are really special food food items and uh, has the, uh, the 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 beef especially prepared beef as well and these are really really expensive high quality food and prepared by the best chefs and uh, but then towards the end of the book uh, where he um living with the kissy and has uh, and and subsequently when he's uh, lost his memory he um, assumes a role of, of an ordinary person, really, and and his food is likewise very simple and very basic, very very ordinary. So he has um, actually has a has one of the one of the um, he has a has a vegan dish. He has bean curd tofu, and um, we we don't uh, of course a tofu is something we we find more these days. But actually, we just don't we just don't associate that associate that with Bond Bond eating tofu. But he does, and and so 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 yeah. You end up twice is a really good example of that sort of contrast between uh, high <laughs> living and that sort of you know more sort of rustic sort of lifestyle. Yeah, I guess um, that's a mark of a good yes. uh, intelligence yeah. officer as well, is that they can blend into whatever situation they're they're faced with. You know, there's something idealized about eating the best food and driving the best cars and so on, but you can't do that all of the time. Otherwise, you wouldn't get yeah, your job done. You have, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you have. Uh, you need to bl- need to blend in a little bit more, don't you? If you're if you're a spy. We're sort of coming to the end of my prepared questions, but before we start talking about the films and the books as a sort of a comparison kind of a thing, uh, one entryway to that is to say, well, is is James Bond a good cook? I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, he, uh, I think he. Um, it's just knows the theory. I think he, um, he 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 could he could cook if he needs to. Uh, I, I don't know how much in the books. I don't know how much his housekeeper may cooks for him. She does cook cook for him, uh, you know, uh, at least some of the time. Yes, it's it's hard hard to say. I mean, I think um, I mean, I think uh, I think I think I think uh, I mean, Bond is quite happy to uh, to let other cook cook for him. I think I, I think he prefers to go to restaurants, but you know, if an easy supper, he'll uh, very uh, cook himself. Now, in the in the um, in the films, we um, Bond does cook in um, uh, A View to a Kill, famously cooks uh, a quiche. Incidentally, I um. I was thinking about the, uh, thinking about his quiche quiche de cabernet that he uh, that uh, uh, that he cooks in a beauty to kill um, uh, quiche the uh, cocktail with uh, with with some of the leftovers that uh, that Stacey Sutton must have must have had in the kitchen and uh, it certainly includes uh, uh, red and green peppers and some uh, black olives and I realised there was something uh, there was something not quite right about about the the quiche that Bond pulls out of the oven in a beauty to kill he um, because it's uh, if you notice it's the quiche isn't in the in a quiche tin or fan tin, it's um, it seems to have been, uh, but it's it's shaped, it's perfectly shaped as if it had been cooked in a in a in a tin. So what's happened is that the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the 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 um the set dresses the the the, the, the prop people whoever does the food aspect cooked the uh, quiche, uh, took it out of the tin, it's probably cooled, and then put it on, and put it on a serving serving plate, 
oh, but they needed it for the shot. So it goes back in the oven. It comes out of the oven, but of course it's not in a tin. Yeah, so that that doesn't quite work. But that's um, yeah, something you notice when you're trying to reconstruct a flat, a, a, a quiche. Yes. Uh, can you think of any other examples? Because I couldn't of, oh, of him well, cooking in the films, or even indeed. Of course, we've been inside Bond's kitchen in um, Live and Let Die, and of course, all the crime. Again, this comes back to the um, business of wanting the best. Bond's kitchen in uh, Live and Let Die says to me that. He doesn't spend an awful lot of time there, but he still wants the best equipment, the best uh, pots and pans. So nice old copper pots and pans. He's got some fancy gadgets. He's got some. Um, he's got a. Um, I um. I I studied his kitchen and I saw that I noticed that was a uh, right in the back. There's a uh, fondue set. Of course, very um very trendy in the sixties and the seventies. The uh, the idea of the fondue. Of course, he has his space ag sort of coffee maker, which must have been amazing to watch when. Uh, when, uh, when, when, when in 1973, and and there's also something else that's very curious in his kitchen. It's um, look, it's either a waffle maker or a, a toasted sandwich maker. It's something like that, and and so again, that you know, a, a little bit, um, you know, sort of you know, uh, studenty perhaps even. You know, <laughs> I, I think I think I think what Bond's kitchen says to him that he yeah, so he doesn't spend a lot of time there, but he it's either he either uses it to make snacks or use it for entertaining. It was very simple or very elaborate. Yes, exactly. There's nothing in between. So it's not everyday foodie. It's just you know. And but of course, he wants to give the impression that that he that he, that, that he knows what he's on about in the kitchen. So one of the things you and I, Edward, we can do is to teach James Bond that single-use products are you know not the thing anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the toasted sandwich machine and the yeah. <laughs> and the fondue set. Yeah. And the, yeah. So think, yeah. And even the coffee machine will just sit on the shelf yeah, for, for, well, for years well, and years right, and years, well, never get any I, use. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think we all have a gadget like that in the, you know equipment like that in our kitchens where we either you know a food processor or, or a uh, waffle maker or whatever or, or some uh, some really elaborate um, machine that, uh, that 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 that's that, that's great and you use it when you rinse if you use it when you use it then you, then then it gets a little bit tedious to clean and everything and it all or tedious to set up it only becomes used it's only used when when there's an occasion to use it when you have people around but then a few, few people come around and in here and ends up uh, at the back of the cupboard, gathering dust. <laughs> um, but the other, the other instance of uh, any sustained conversation about food is the dinner between Christatos and Bond oh, yes. and Bureaus sure. only. Oh, but I can't, for the life of me, remember yes. what they ordered. Uh, hold on, I can, I can, I can tell you that Preveza prawns, Savara salad, and and were they bordetto? So that's yes, uh, yeah, basically uh, prawns and a salad. That's what uh, Bond has. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, something I haven't tried to reconstruct yet. Uh, yet I have to. Have to watch film again and uh, pause it at the right time and try to try to get uh, get a sense of what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's the. Um, I mean, of course, we don't normally um, see Bond eat in the in the uh, in the films, and and of course, I mean, I, I I I can imagine the reason why why. I mean, nobody nobody really likes to to see people eat on the screen, and even uh, food adverts. I find I, I can't I can't watch them because. Yeah, seeing someone put food in the mouth, I, I just just think it's horrible. And of course, it completely um, eating unless you eat, you know, talking your mouthful is um, talking is impossible the way you eat. So of course, that stops the uh, stops the stops the scene from playing out. Um, so yes, uh, it's it's no wonder that Bond doesn't eat. But I think I think given his um, the literary Bond's penchant for uh, for eggs, you'd you'd think there'd be some sort of reference to scrambled eggs, but it has been uh, as far as I'm, I can I can tell. And um, I think that's something missing. At the same time, food is in the background. Uh, we see it. We see bowls of fruit and places, for instance, in the film of Live and Let Die. More update in um, Spectre. We see the inside of uh, Money Penny's kitchen, and uh, and see her 
see in her fridge. She opens it up and there's things like, so there's a bottle of mayonnaise and a jar of mayonnaise. There's yogurt or something like that. And Probably not enough for a cookbook here, do you? No, no, no. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Money Penny's cookbook would be a rate, would, would just be a thin pam- uh, pamphlet. And, and in um, Living Girl, of course, there's that, um, a brilliant fight between uh, MS6 officer and uh, and uh, uh, Necros in um, in the kitchen of the uh, Blade and the Safe House. There's things bubbling away. There's some boiled eggs. Actually, there are some eggs there. There's uh, boiled eggs. No, no poached eggs. I think I think they're poached eggs. There's a there's an egg picture. Uh, and there's all sorts of other food here and there. And uh, license to kill Bond is um, it carries ends up carrying a trail of carrying a seed a, a seafood food platter up to uh, uh, up to the higher floors so he can get at um, uh, Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, so um, so food is food. Food is uh, actually uh, food can can play a role in the plot uh, uh, as in *License to Kill*, but also in say um, uh, *Dumbs Are Forever*. Famously, at the end, at the end where where Bond literally gives uh, Winter as a kid the uh, his just desserts by uh, by um, chucking <laughs> overboard with a with a with a bomb, hiding a bomb between his legs. Food plays a pivotal role uh, in the denouement of the. He doesn't Bond doesn't eat the food, but yet food is 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 present, and it's you could argue it's as important as Bond actually eating the food. I wanted to round out by talking a little bit again about the the book and the process of preparing the book. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what was the sort of the hardest ingredient to track down. You know, you were talking about trying to make these recipes, period, but also bring them up to date. So, what was the one substitute that you maybe had to make that? that was the hardest to find the right substitute something like that yeah. and then sort of the hardest recipe to get right in your taste testing process yeah well it's um actually um it's much easier these days to uh to, to eat like bond and find most of the i can find most of the ingredients i uh, i need and then the shelves of the larger supermarkets but there's one one thing i, I, I just couldn't i couldn't get over here is is uh, is conch meat bond has uh or at least talks about conch chowder in uh, Thunderball. I just, I just couldn't get it. Uh, so I had to substitute that for uh, for uh, Welks, and it, um, yeah, it, uh, that was fine. Uh, it, was, it was a good substitute, but um, but so, so there's some things I can't get. And I mean, I, I'm quite lucky because I, I, I live near Oxford. Oxford is uh, I've, I've got a great um, wholesale fishmongers near me, near, near my office, in fact, at um, in, in Oxford, and um, and it has. Uh, an amazing row of fish. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I think without that, I'd be struggling a lot on the fish. Bond is. Uh, we haven't been talked about his uh, Bond's quite heavily fish, fish-based diet. And um, I think if I if I didn't live not or I don't live not so I, if I if I didn't uh, have a fishmonger's near my place of work, then I think I'd be uh, I'd be struggling for some of the uh, ingredients. There are there are one or two things I've had to I've had to um, I've had to start again when I've tried to cook them. But I think mainly because I've uh, I've I, I've messed up on the recipe myself. But in Doctor No, that uh, Honey Rider eats is poulet uh, à l'anglaise, um, chicken in the English style. I've, I looked through some of the um, cookbooks I've got in uh, French cookbooks I've got of the uh, of the period, and and I was getting a lot of conflicting ideas what poulet à l'anglaise consisted of, and I'm not sure if those are absolutely correct answer, but but the um, so I, I I did it one way, and then I and then I just wasn't wasn't happy with it, and uh, I, I decided to do it another way. I've I've extended the cookbook on um, by writing a blog, uh, James Bond Food, and and that extends the cookbook with 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 lots more recipes. Uh, poulet à l'anglaise is what is one of those those recipes, and what I decided it was in the end was um, was basically roast chicken with stuffing, 
it's on it and um, um <laughs> something so simple that, uh, which something simple and not uh, it doesn't it doesn't sound very exotic again put a, uh, a french uh, a french name on a on a dish and it sounds uh, sounds very um, exotic and, and amazing but no it's basically stuffed chicken but uh, but yeah it's uh, I've, I've had one or two things uh, one or two uh, dishes which i haven't been quite happy with them but they, they, they generally taste all right i i you know i'm um experienced enough in the kitchen to know what what goes together and what doesn't anyway i have strayed into the john gardner books and i've made one or two things from the um, that john gardner mentions and one of them is uh salmon with uh, a lemon sauce and and that was which bond eats in of all places disneyland paris or euro disney as it was and I, and I made that and um i think i made it a little bit too lemony so when i came to write up the recipe for the uh for the blog site i um I, I toned down the lemon a little bit wonderful are you working on any uh, concoctions right now? And can people watch the blog for something new in the next yeah, little while? Well, I've just, um, yeah, I mean, my latest thing was the uh, latest uh, concoction was the uh, uh, was was the quiche from the View to Kill. That's quite a simple recipe too, actually. And uh, I mean, the, the hardest part part is probably the pastry, but um, it's not too bad. I'm trying to go with a Christmas theme at the moment. I've um, uh, I've got I have a few articles to put on about 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 Bond's Christmas. I think my next my next dish will I uh, I remembered that in um, Thunderball towards the end when uh, Bond has poached eggs he's 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 in a submarine is he and uh, the the USS Manta uh, Bond has poached eggs uh, the the caption of the ship has um, has uh, ham uh, Virginia ham but he also has apple pie so, um, and I'm a I'm, I'm quite fond fond of apple pie so I might uh, I might do apple pie in my next dish it must be on the uh, on the blog but but yeah I mean certainly good yeah yeah but certainly I think you know. There's lots more in the in the book, so uh, I recommend that as well. Absolutely. And where can people find the book? Well, if they, if they just go to um, the book, can be bought from uh, from all good retailers, as they say, and um, um, uh, <laughs> look on look on uh, look on Amazon or uh, uh, Barnes and Noble if you're in America or, or at Wendy Amazon. It's now old enough for there to be secondhand copies. So uh, if you go to this, you know, even eBay or um, uh, Abe Books, you'll find uh, you find copies uh, for sale there. Excellent. We'll put a link on the show notes to the Amazon, probably. It's probably the easiest for people, for our audience. I think that about wraps up our little guided tour, unless you thought that there was anything else you wanted to dip into, Edward, that we had missed something, some kind of burning point that you had observed. Uh, No, I think think we've uh, covered it nicely. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Edward, and it's been a pleasure. hope you'll join us again on a regular podcast at some time soon, but until then, go and enjoy well, some food. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I've uh, really enjoyed this uh, talking to you, and, uh, and you're, you're right, I'm, I'm, I'm quite hungry now, so I think I'll, I think I'll go and uh, perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll make some scrambled eggs. That's, that's the, that's, that'd be the perfect thing to me. The, per- <laughs> the perfect ending. I know what my <laughs> lunch is going to be. <laughs> Watch for the moon underneath the mango tree. Me, honey, and me, we plan marry soon. Mango, banana, and tangerine. Sugar and ackee and cocoa bean When we get married we make them